Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Variable D Postulate Ensemble Projects. This is your host, your friendly neighborhood studio man, Nick Drawsdup. Got a great show for you today, so let's get to it kind of quickly, why don't we? First, let me give a shout out to the companies I support. I play wedge trumpet mouthpieces designed and manufactured by Dave Harrison of British Columbia. Just go to the wedgemouthpiece.com website to find out more about these wonderful trumpet mouthpieces. I also play all Getson trumpets from bass trumpet to piccolo. Just go to getson.com to find out all about their wonderful horns. Okay, today I'm featuring my conversation with trumpeter, educator, composer, and band leader, Eric Bolvin. If you really want to find out a lot more about Mr. Bolvin, just go to his website, which is bolvinmusic.com. That's B-O-L-V-I-N music.com to read his massive credits list and find out all about his published work. We're also going to discuss an unusual instrument called an EV. That's E-V-I, or electronic valve instrument. Eric is only one of the few trumpeters who has added this instrument to his doubles package, and he has a lot of info he can bring to the discussion about this wonderful MIDI wind controller. Before we get to the interview, let's listen to one of Eric's tracks. This is a tune titled Suburban Bourbon. Thank you. 
Okay, folks, um, we have just been listening to Suburban Bourbon, uh, composed by um, Eric, Mr. Eric Bolvin. And I have Eric Bolvin in Zoom right now. Eric, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's like uh, I'm in California, you know, the Bay Area. It's like 70 degrees out right now. It's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm in I'm in near Chicago, and it's not 70 degrees. <laughs> uh, you moved to Wisconsin, right? Well, no. Um, my wife and I have a place up there, and we go up there periodically. But we've been kind of uh, stuck in Chicago because of this pandemic thing, and um, uh, she's been doing some teaching. And so she couldn't go up there without quarantining for two weeks. So, yeah, yeah it's a, uh, you know, this, these are tough times right now, but. You know. And I remember, uh, you know, coming out to see you one time and uh, you guys, uh, you played one of my charts in your band. Yeah. Pin drop. Yep. That was a lot of fun. That was, it definitely was a lot of fun. That band, it, what, what, I forgot the fellow's name is, is Alto. Uh, Roy Von Brack. He's a, yeah. a leader and he's a jingle composer. Uh, in the Chicago area, and uh, that's a jazz consortium, big band. And yeah, the, uh, we are, we still exist, but <laughs> not right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, nobody's playing in clubs. Nobody, I, I kind of want to play in clubs until we get a grip on all this, but you know, that's the way it is. Yeah, I caught uh, Marquise, uh, Marcus Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a trumpet player. Yeah, yeah. Young guy. Yep. He was playing at the uh, one of the places downtown that I were near where I stayed. I forgot the name of it, but Andy's. Okay. Oh, that's a uh, one of the best jazz clubs in Chicago. And I mean that place is just packed every night of the week. It doesn't matter even who's playing. Yeah. I could be there, and it would be packed. <laughs> yeah, I played in there a couple times, and you're right. Uh, they have a, a pretty dedicated audience. Anyway, um, first of okay. all, can you tell me a little bit uh, the backstory behind the the track "Suburban uh, Suburban Bourbon"? I yeah, I'm stumbling over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, you know, this was like on uh, my uh, album "Working It," and um, so I, I wrote the tune and I recorded all the parts myself. Oh. And then I, I started bringing uh, people in. And uh, the first uh, person was uh, Dennis Chambers, who plays drums on that. Oh, my. And, uh, you know, he just slamming it. And so he was in town uh, playing with Mike Stern. And I went up to the city. I live in Santa Clara County, which is like about 50 miles south of uh, San Francisco. And my buddy Myron Dove, he, he was a great bass player around here and, and you know, played bass with Santana for many years. And, and he hooked up this whole thing where like Dennis, when he was in town, they also had this uh, recording studio in Oakland where yeah. he would go every day and play on different people's uh, records. Uh-huh. And so he was like booked for like, you know, three or four days. And I went pick him up on, on one day and, and drove him over to Oakland. And then, um, he recorded like four tunes for me. Wow. And, and, you know, people, they say like Dennis Chambers, he can't read. He doesn't need to read, man. <laughs> but he did ask me for a chart on that tune. And that tune was the only tune I didn't have a chart for. Oh, I'll be done. So he listened to it like one time. Yeah. And then he played it. 
Did he chew gum? Did he chew gum through the whole session? I don't remember that. I mean, every time I've ever seen Dennis Chambers play, he's always uh, got a, got a wad of gum in his mouth, just chewing away. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I I I remember he had like the biggest drumsticks I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, these suckers were like little baseball bats in his hand. Wow. And I mean, dude, I I and they brought this Yamaha kid in. And set it up for him, right? I mean, he's sponsored, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he just sits down at this kit, right? It's all, the studio's already set up for him. And it, it was really great. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then um, I got home, and then I uh, got in touch with Jeff Lorber, and uh, Jeff Lorber uh, played the organ part. Oh, wow. That's yeah, right. That's and he right. did that. I mean, he just did it at home. And I said, I want that like double, like Leslie thing, where yeah. he, he, you know, he, he he recorded a bunch of stuff when he ever he played organ. It was like a stereo, like two Leslies. Yeah, and that's what he did. And and so I I pretty much like took like he I said just like play it through like four times and just send me everything, and then I like pieced it all together. Wow. So uh, Lorber was uh, that was a remote re- remote recording. Yeah, yeah, he's got a whole studio down. He lives in like L.A. Pacific uh, Palisades. Boy, that's kind of the way of uh, times now. You know, uh, you can do so much recording where <laughs> nobody's in the studio at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's nice to have people, you know, come. It's in. more natural though when they're in the studio, but uh, it, it's only, it's just showing what. Can be done, particularly right now, where everybody, nobody can be in the studio half the time. Um, yeah. Now, uh, Eric, your reputation has been as a trumpeter and a composer, and uh, and you know jazz soloist. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm going through your music uh, to sort of prepare for this show. Uh, I've been noticing that you're doing a lot of work with uh, film score and television background sort of music. Tell me about. Uh, Tell me about that work. How did you get? What drove you to get into that? Well, I, uh, about ten years ago, I started, you know, to get into this, and uh, it's music licensing, basically. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I have written a few things that were, you know, for a particular show, but basically, I deal with uh, publishers, and they're the ones that uh, place the music. Okay. okay. So we call it a placement when you get on. And, and I mean, I've had music on like every network and like just about like every cable over oh, close to like 300 uh, different shows. Wow. I mean, and episodes, I mean, goes into the thousands and movies and, um, <clears throat> you know, so I, I think it's, I mean, it's the, the money's good. You can make a lot of money. You yeah. can make, you know, 10 cents. <laughs> you can also make $1,500. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it, the disparity in the, in the, in the amount of money you make is, is it's incredible. So, you know, you just kind of like throw stuff at the wall and like, see what sticks. I mean, uh, the important thing I think is to, um, write good music. That's, um, the music has to be tailored to this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, I mean, I started off with just taking the music I put on my records and yeah. sending it out to publishers. And then 
once they started accepting that, then I, you know, established a, uh, a working relationship with them. Okay. And, and through that, then I started writing more music that was uh, targeted, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. For for different different styles, you know. I mean, I I tend to my my thing is uh, jazz, blues, R and B, Latin world music. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm not like a hip hop guy. Okay. Okay. Although I've written I've written some hip hop stuff. Uh huh. And it's been placed, but. Yeah. There's guys that are writing that stuff that that's what they do. So, I mean, and, and rock. I don't play guitar. You got to have, like, real guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, one of the things that has been intriguing me recently, um, I've been kind of doing a little bit of research on this, and my, my program, my last program was a uh, program interview with Jack Kramer out of Chicago, who is a, a virtuoso classical Eevee player. Oh, okay. Uh, cla- uh, he plays the old Akai, uh, electronic valve. Oh, no, no, I've seen, I, 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 I know that guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, he's great. Oh, he strictly does classical. And he only uses a couple of patches that you can, they're available on the Eevee. Now, I've seen you play Eevee on, on your YouTube videos. Yeah. And, um, uh, you're playing the uh, Steiner, the actual Steiner, right? That- no, no. Well, I mean, mine is uh, this is um, the MIDI EVI. Is that a bird? What, what Jack Kramer plays is the Akai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what I play is uh, this is the MIDI EVI. The, okay. The, I have two of these. They were built by Niall. Steiner. They were built by Nell Steiner. But it's not really called the Steiner. The Steiner was the old thing. I mean, there might be a video of me playing okay. that. I uh, had those back in the 80s. And, okay. and okay. When, once he came up with this, I was one of the first uh, to get one. Now, you know, for our audience, tell us about this instrument, please. Well, it's remarkable, actually. Um, I mean, you, you, you're not going to see anything on video, right? <laughs> this is all audio. Yeah. But yeah. basically, so the fingerings are the same as trumpet. However, everything is the lower octave. Okay. Okay. So D is always one three. Okay. E is always one two. Okay. And. Um, Basically, the, the, you have this, okay, the canister part of it, where I'm just doing octaves. So, like, okay. my thumb is, like, touching these little sensors down here. Okay. Rolling over them. Rolling, okay? yeah. And then the G is here. Okay, so that's C. I'm in concert right now, but... It's easy to conceive it going down a scale, so I'm just going down a scale. Wow, cool. Now, I've noticed there's some little pins next to the valve buttons. What are those pins for? Those are what they call trill keys, okay? Um, I, I They're kind of like reverse valves. So, like, the first valve makes you go down a whole step, right? I'm just trolling C to D. Okay. Wow. 
Wow. Right? Hard to do on a trumpet, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a major third. Okay. But um, so you, you have these kind of like they make you go up. I, I don't use them very much. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, uh, for vibrato, how does that work on the – do you use a mouth? Well, I, I – I mean, I have to hear it and 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 do it naturally. Okay, okay. I'm doing it with my air now. Underneath, you have a thumb thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing, but I'm doing that with my thumb on, uh, and and that's how that's one way to do vibrato. Wow. Okay. Now I noticed that the mouthpiece is more like a a reed instrument sort of thing. Uh, yeah. th th does that make a difference as to how you feel when you play it or not? Well, it makes a difference for me when I'm doing like a four-hour gig and oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm the only guy. I mean, I used to do like a solo gig uh -huh, uh -huh. With, with, with some tracks and stuff, but I, would, I was constantly playing and I would have never made it on trumpet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is a good chop break. Okay. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, because it doesn't require any chops. I mean, okay. as far as like your uh, embouchure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's why, you know, it's a good, it's a, it, it's like resting. Now, you mentioned that this is a MIDI version of a musical instrument digital interface yes. for our listeners. Um, so that gives you the wherewithal to play any sound you want. Pretty much. Um, there are certain things that have to be programmed into the sound in order for it to work. I okay. mean, it's a breath controller. So, um, and, you know, the thing is, like, a keyboard is a controller, right? Yeah, yeah. Can you do this? Can you do that on a keyboard? Okay. Can you yeah. crescendo? You cannot yeah. crescendo. Yeah. And every attack is different. Basically, wow. I mean, well, the sound that you hear there is what's called the contact player. Yeah. And the contact uh, player has virtual instruments. So these instruments are designed for the wind controller. Okay, they okay. have a setting. So, you know, if you play a piano sound, it just doesn't really work. Okay, okay. So, but they, they, they have banks of sounds okay i mean yeah. and, and you purchase these uh virtual instruments yeah, yeah. And, and and they're not they're not expensive and the contact uh contact player contact five or contact six is is very good and right now what what you're hearing here is basically a uh a baritone sax and a trumpet so let's see i can mute the trumpet can uh let's see i can mute him and then
That's pretty hard. <laughs> So, you know, I can do things like that. I mean, yeah. there's actually, I mean, I, I just haven't set up for just a straight trumpet, but there actually is a piccolo trumpet, a flute yeah. horn. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, they have all this stuff. And um, I normally don't play, the, I, I, you know, I just play real trumpet when I'm doing my recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, let, me ask, let me ask this. Uh, yes. it's, it's, you know, since you do some recording and you overdub the parts, is there a, is there any advance using the EV uh, to play some of the uh, other instruments uh, in your recording? Have you done anything like that? I've done many things like that. Wow. I mean, Suburban Bourbon's all me playing all the horn parts. Really? So, I mean, there's like five horns, you know, there's two trumpets, and then there's like, it's like a tower power. I mean, a tenor, alto, berry. And, and you're using, are you using the EV on the tenor, alto, and berry parts? Yes. Oh man, I couldn't even tell. No, and and it's like how you play it that's important. Yeah. You know, when you're doing an, an emu, we call it. You know, you're emulating, right? And um, how you approach it is important. And and then some things are not going to sound good, yeah. and so you don't play those things. You know, you have to play stuff that works. Yeah, yeah. Horn parts work. Okay. For the most part. I mean, R&B type horn lines and things like that uh, generally sound pretty good. And when you get everything mixed, then, you you know, you can you can uh, massage, you know, the sounds. A little EQ, yeah, yeah, a little yeah. compression, maybe, you know, just to get things sounding good. And then, like, some digital, uh, like, you know, the reverb and, and uh, delay to enhance it. Wow. Okay. Um, now, I, I was in watching one of your YouTube videos. I saw you do a thing that Michael Brecker used to do all the time, uh, where he had the thing harmonize in thirds. Is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I do that. Um, that's a patch. It is. So the patch, uh, and, and a lot of those are created by a guy named, uh, uh, he's, he's Patchman Music. Okay. So he's like this wind controller dude he's i think he's in chicago he's okay. in, no he's in cleveland cleveland yeah, so yeah. like and, and matt Matt, matt Trob, yeah 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 and he's really great and uh though that sound is 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 not a virtual instrument it's in my rack so i have a like you know like a live uh rig and uh that's from a uh what's a roland uh jv 1010 okay and, now, and, and 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 the actual patch that you hear me playing is yeah. a patch that he designed for Michael Brecker. It's the same patch. Wow. Wow. It's, and, and I mean, I, I think it's there. There, He's got this whole like chord going. Okay. Yeah. I think it's all in like fourths. And, yeah. and I do, I do like, I do a tune called one for Mike that I wrote. And, uh, after, you know, uh, Michael died, uh, I wrote this tune, and uh, it's kind of a, you know Brecker, Breckerisms. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I use the EVI sound. Okay. I now, can't do it right now because that's that's part of like you know the uh, it's an it's an external uh, synthesizer. Okay. Well, with their permission, 
I'll go to the YouTube and I'll do a, a sound lift of you demonstrating that, yeah. that pants. Is that, yeah. is that okay? Yep. Okay, excellent, excellent. I, I really think the audience would like to hear that.
doing a lot of work with film score and composing uh, for uh, radio and TV. Um, uh, let's, one of the things that seems pretty obvious about that is you have to play or produce music of all kinds of styles. And you mentioned that you cover a lot of styles. Um, one of the tracks that um, uh, we're going to play today is a thing called Pink Polka. Uh, tell us about that. Well, it's just silly, you know. <laughs> and, and, and what they call it in, in, in this business is quirky. And quirky, I mean, if you watch TV for like, you know, and, and you know, you know, reality TV is like a, a place where you get a lot of placements or any kind, you know, they have this they have this silly music sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I mean it's kind of based on the bear barrel polka. Okay. Okay. And 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 uh I mean it's it's just one five. And you know, a couple clarinets, accordion, you know, not, Is this all you again? Yeah. On the Eevee. Uh, I play keyboards as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. But the clarinets and everything, that's you on the Eevee. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. All right, folks, let's give a listen to Pink Polka. I find out more about your work in in the music business here, and particularly, uh, you know, times being what they are right now. Um, uh, how would you, you know? We're going to be a lot of my listeners are, mu- are music students. Okay, uh, I do promote the the podcast on some music education websites, and one of the things I want people to learn uh, when they're listening to the show is, you know, how do you survive in music? So um, uh, you obviously proven to be extremely adaptable. Um, you know, a lot of the musicians of, uh, who've been around for a little while may be stuck in their ways, but you're not. And so you know, can you maybe give a little quick tutorial about survival in the music business, particularly, particularly in the pandemic age? Yeah, well, thank you for saying so. And, and you know, I, I've always tried to do as many things as I can do 
uh-huh. you know, and, and everything that I do, if I create something, yeah, I, I want it to go somewhere. I want to be able to use it in as many ways as possible. Okay, uh-huh. So I'm always looking for avenues to try to get the music out there. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that's why like music licensing is it, it's a, it's a good business and, and, and people should just do it. I mean, I don't understand why musicians are stubborn and, and don't want their music used on television or, uh, you know, in YouTube videos and, you know, you make a little money here, you make a little money here. I mean, I don't mind that, you know, I mean, Hey, here's 300 bucks, you know, I mean, it, what am I, I don't even have to do anything. I just, yeah. I, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. Okay. And, and like recently, um, I have music. Okay. There's Spotify, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and does not pay people well. Yeah. Okay. So, there's now what's called the blockchain and the blockchain okay. is the yeah. blockchain is, is, is people are paying for music using bitcoins. Okay. Ah, and I'm on there. I, I, I work through a distributor and I got my music up there on the blockchain in, in a few different, uh, Aurobine is one of them. Uh, Audius. They're, they're, they're outlets that are, they're like Spotify, but, it's all just independent artists. Okay. So okay. rather than um, the way it works in Spotify is like Spotify gets paid. Okay. Then the record label gets paid. At the end of the line is the artist, and you're like making point zero zero three. Yeah, yeah. You're making nothing. Yeah. All right. The blockchain is the reverse. It's it's the reverse of it. So the artist gets paid first. Huh. So now I'm getting like 0.75. Okay. Okay. And, and this is the future of like where artists can actually make money uh, is, is, is this type of uh, streaming service. And, okay. And so the, the medium, medium is called blockchain? No, block. Okay. B-L-O-C-K. That's like that's where it's that's the uh, financial aspect of it. Okay. That's where Bitcoin is used. So I mean, anything that is on the blockchain is okay. is I mean, there that you can buy whatever you want, you know. Okay. Paper towels on the blockchain. Huh. You know, and and you're using Bitcoin. Okay. 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 That's Which good. its value. Is fluctuating, okay? So, I mean, it's kind of an investment at the same time. I'm not telling people to go out and, like, start doing Bitcoin because, I mean, it is risky. Yeah. But throughout the entire world, people are doing it as okay. opposed to, like, having their money in a bank. They're, 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 uh, they're having it, you know, they're using some of their money uh-huh. on what's called the blockchain. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, boy, this is fascinating. I, I, you know, Bitcoin was kind of like all the talk of the town for a while, and now yes. nobody's talking about it anymore. And mm-hmm. I, I have heard the expression blockchain before, but yeah. not for a long time until you brought it up in in our uh, Facebook messaging. And um, 
so they hear you talk about right now. This is, is fascinating. So, well, definitely- I, you know, I, I, I have to say, I mean, and, and I've reached out to other artists, Yeah. you know, anybody out there that wants to get their music on it. I mean, including yourself, uh-huh. you know, send me an email. Uh, I, I'll give you a link and then you contact these people. They're called on chain. Okay. Okay. The guy that runs it, his name is Ben Kopex. Okay. And he's in LA. And basically what he does is he takes your music. This has to be like, you know, CD music, right? Right, right. And then he takes that and you send him, you know, your wave files and, and then your artwork and all that stuff. And, and you have to curate it. And, and I mean, he has a, 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 a spreadsheet for you to fill out. Okay. But once okay. he has all that, then he puts it out there. Yeah. And I have to say, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't like to talk about money, but I got like a check. I mean, a, a payment from him for like 600 bucks. Wow. Okay. And I did nothing. I mean, I just, you know, put the music out there. Well, considering that, you know, my music is on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. And yeah. um, yeah, I make nothing. I, I get no money. You get, I mean, CD baby. Yeah. Distributor. yeah. And so they send you 10 bucks every, you know, couple months, you get 10 bucks, right? Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. pathetic. And I mean, it adds up, but you could put that music out there in, uh, in the blockchain uh-huh. and then you're going to get paid first. See, with CD baby, you're at the end of the line. Yeah. 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 Now, even though like they did sign a law, that uh, Trump actually did this. The only <laughs> thing he did that was good. He signed a law that was like, you know, uh, making Spotify and those people that are streaming digital uh, music pay us more. Yeah, yeah. As composers of the music. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, okay, one of the things that I do like to hear about is – you know, any advice that you can give to musicians who are in college right now, who are thinking about, you know, making their life and career in music, what would you advise them? How would you, uh, you know, educate them and advise your teacher? You know, yeah. what do you tell, what do you tell your students about how to survive in the 21st century? Well, I, I'm not going to lie and say that it's going to be easy. Yeah. Because I'm glad that I came up when I did. Yeah. yeah. Because there were many more opportunities. Now, one of the things to keep in mind is is that, you know, and, and you're probably the same way. When you were in college and you were coming up, the people around you that you grew up with. Okay. You all grew up together. Okay. Yeah. And you did this thing and, and – you know, you got to know each other and you networked even back then, right? We didn't call it that. Yeah. But we all just came up together and we worked together and we kept in touch. And, you know, today is like this digital world. I guess you could say it's easier to keep in touch, but it's also easier to be distant. Yeah. So the contacts that you make today are the okay. ones that are going to pay off for you later okay okay the people that you come up with mm-hmm. around you i mean if you're a student of music at a college and you're around 
a bunch of musicians that are really good, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? Those people that are around you are the ones that you're going to be working with for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to be working for me. Okay. okay. I'm an old dude. <laughs> you don't want to know me. You know, nobody wants, I mean, and, and you know, these young, the young kids, they, they don't want to know us old guys anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you know, create your scene. Okay. You do that, right? Everybody can do that. They yeah. can, they, they, they have that opportunity. Now, things are not good right now, but still, you know, we can make things good. Do you we feel, create the, a scene. do you feel the internet has leveled the playing field for musicians in any way? Well, I do. Uh, it's in terms of like production music and, and, you know, I mean, I have CDs out there. I have a picture of, of like my CD. Yeah. And like I'm Bolvin, right? Uh huh. Uh -huh. Like, this was like Tower Records, right? Yeah. And yeah. So they had these, you know, you could see the CDs and, and the names, right? Yeah. There was Clifford Brown and there was Chris Bodie, and then in between was Eric Bolvin. Yeah. Yeah. So I was there. And like, if you go to like, I, wherever you go, Spotify, well, you could listen to Eric Bolvin. Yeah, yeah. Or Miles Davis. Okay. And so, I mean, we're kind of equal there. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know that that makes a difference for people, um, you know, trying to be a local cat. Yeah. Yeah. You want to play, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, as far as advice, I mean, my advice is the same advice that it was, you know, 30 years ago. Go out there, sit in. Okay. okay. And, and and that's how, you know, we got started, right? I mean, right. I, I would go out and, and usually not on the weekends because weekends are crowded. Right. But you go out during the week, find a band, you know, that's playing somewhere that you like and, and meet these guys and then bring your horn and okay. sit in and sit in at like every Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday and, uh -huh. and, 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 and until like, you know, people know who you are. Now, yeah. of course, in the pandemic, that's not going to work. But I mean, this is going to—it's going to be over soon. Yeah. And and then you know, people are going to be gigging. Yeah. You know, yeah. and go in and and but but don't bring your horn into the club. Ah, okay. That's arrogant. Okay. okay. That means you expect to be like asked to sit in. You have to be asked. Yeah. There you go. That's so you walk in and you hang out and you wait for this. Yeah. You got your horn? Yeah, yeah. You got your horn? <laughs> I heard it every night. Okay. Every time people saw me. You got your horn? <laughs> and that's how I, you know, got started. You know, and, yeah. and because well, once advice. they want you to play, then you can play. And then as a trumpet player, especially, most bands don't have a trumpet. So, you know. You just you, you get to play the whole set. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You know, and and, and you know, but you don't do it on the weekend when everything is busy and every, the band has to play their certain rotation of like dance music or whatever they do. So in the weeknights, things are slower. The band is like, hey, wow, there's our trumpet guy. Yeah. 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 Go sit in. Yeah. Yeah. Again, sage advice. Um, 
do you have any projects that you're working on right now or any, anything in particular about your music that you would like to promote? You know, this is a, a, a ka-ching moment, if you will, in the cash register. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, is, what's, out, what's in the future for Eric Bolden? Well, I write a lot of books. <laughs> yeah. So I've written, you know, I have, I publish, I, I have like 20 books that I've written and published. And I'm working on something now, which is, I mean, it's trumpet stuff, but um, <clears throat> it, it, I wrote the Clark variations where I took like Herbert L. Clark and, and I wrote variations on some of the exercises. Okay. And then I have like, I've done this with Arben and St. Jacome. And you can see I have like free stuff on my, on my website. Okay. It's a it's just a uh, free stuff under uh, boldenmusic.com. What is that again? Free stuff. Boldenmusic.com? Yep. That's okay. it. What's it, what's it? Boldenmusic.com. I want to get this out there. <laughs> and it, it, I have a lot of stuff for trumpet and uh, all brass instruments. But what I'm doing is I'm going to compile everything together. And what I just finished – Okay, you know the Schlossberg uh, method, yeah, yeah. of course. And, I mean, Schlossberg, it's, it's just kind of haphazard, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I've taken, like, some of the greater studies that I really like are the interval studies. Okay. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, these type of things. Yeah. And then I've reorganized them and put them into every key. Okay, okay. So, like, even, like, I mean, because it's a difficult method. I mean, the first thing you have to play is a high B or something, okay. you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, students can't really play it right away. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I, I've reorganized all this music. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just, it's it's like 25 pages of stuff that is the, uh, I call it the complete Schlossberg intervals. Okay. Okay. And so each study, I mean, he says, it, you know, to be transposed to higher trumpets. Well, <laughs> most people can't do that, yeah, you know, yeah. if they're just trying to play something. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you've written it off one. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, let's listen to some more music real quick. Sure. Uh, uh, the next track that I have uh, on my list here is Side Street Strut. Yeah. Right? Okay. Eric, tell us about Side Street Strut. <laughs> I can't. You know, well, that, yeah, uh, that <laughs> was, um, I, you know, I was actually uh, in the, like 2010, I, I had some, I charted on a smooth jazz. Okay. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> and, and kind of that's how I got started in the licensing thing. But okay. smooth jazz music is uh well let me just say this i mean a lot of people don't like it but <laughs> i was trying to take it somewhere else you yeah. know get yeah, a little yeah. bit funkier with it yeah however it still has to like fit their format and smooth jazz is not about jazz it's about radio yeah so yeah. they have to have the music that fits the format okay and if you can okay. break in if you can break in to their like top top twenty artists, then you're going to do really well. You can okay. make a lot of money, 
And I had a minor hit. I did. I mean, I was charted in uh, uh, let's see, uh, about 2010. Yeah. 2011. And uh, you have to, in order to get there, it requires. I I wouldn't want to say it's payola. Yeah. Some people would call it that, but you have to have somebody that represents you. Okay. That brings your music to radio. Sure. Sure. You can't just call up a radio station that plays smooth jazz and say, hey, I got this song. You should play it. Yeah. They're not going to play it. Okay. Yeah. You have to have a rep. And and the rep I had was very good. And uh, he uh, he was part of Intervision Records where I was signed to a record uh, deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. And the record i mean it's it's done well and i mean 10 years later i'm still getting royalties wow yeah because you get on like uh what do they call it the um it's on the uh on your television okay music choice or whatever you have on uh your tv okay you have all these music channels right 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 and you have like a smooth jazz music channel Okay, okay. These are playlists that are just repeated over and over. Okay? And once you're in one, you're there. Yeah. Forever. That's that's, that's great. And it just, I mean, it just, I mean, yeah, you get like 10 cents each time. But in the course of a month, you might end up with 15 bucks. And then in a year... That's like 150 bucks or, you know, and, and, yeah. and so it does matter. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it may not seem like much. Well, the, it, it can definitely add up. So folks, let's listen to side street strut.
Well, Eric, man, I can't thank you enough for doing this uh, conversation with me today. Sure. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot just just chatting with you for 45 minutes or so. And um, uh, I just can't thank you enough. And I um, want to make, make sure I mention your website one more time. That's bolvinmusic.com, B-O-L-V-I-N, music.com. Yep. That's it. Uh, Eric, man, thank you. I do appreciate oh, yeah. being no, with us today. Fun. This is fun. I could talk forever. Oh, we both could, but I've only got an hour long show. <laughs> and I hope somebody listens. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You know, people come to me and and I give them advice, right? Yeah, go. Yeah. There are a few younger players that have come to me and they go, What am I going to do? Just like you asked, you know. Yeah. What am I going to do, man? Yeah. You know, how, how do I, how do I, you know, make a living? Yeah. Music, yeah. you know, and and those are the people that are going to make a living uh-huh, uh-huh. because they're actually asking that question. They're actually reaching out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you just sit there and wait for the phone to ring, I mean, come on, we didn't do that, right? Right. You know, forty years ago, Nick Drozdov was not <laughs> like waiting for the phone to ring. No, <laughs> definitely and, not. And and, and so. You know, you, you reached out to people and and you had conversations with them and right. and you know and you did what you you did what they said you know you need to do. That's well, you, you're right. And thank you. But uh, again, Eric, man, thank you for your wisdom and your your sharing today. Uh, and I do appreciate it. Turn up. Well, I certainly appreciate Eric Bolden talking to me today. I really enjoyed the conversation. And enjoyed the uh, audio tutorial on the Eevee and uh, just an amazing conversation. I hope you enjoyed his music and got out to visit his site. And by the way, if you've listened to the show today, go back and listen to the archives. Uh, all the interviews uh, are very, very useful for young musicians coming up. They have a great deal to learn from talk, hearing everybody talk to me. So I highly encourage going back and listening to the archives. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again for coming out to listen to the show. (laughs) I'll put it in terms of playing in nightclubs. Come out and listen to the show. Anyway, I do appreciate your being here today. And I hope you'll listen to it again in a couple weeks when we have another interview with an Eevee player, Electronic Valve Instrument. Until then, this is Nick Drozdoff, your friendly neighborhood studio man, saying... Don't stop the music. Peace.